You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Ready, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And when we think about Christmas, and as I stated this morning, the message tonight is entitled A Christmas Choice. Christmas Choice. The greatest choices that we can make in life are about what we're going to do with Christ. And it's not just for salvation. I was talking with a preacher earlier today, and and as we were talking, uh, we were were just sort of discussing getting into the new year and, uh, you know, our thoughts as we're, we're trying to just sort of uh, wrap our minds around different uh, uh, directions. And, and as we were talking, uh, he was saying, you know, he, he said, uh, this is the last Sunday of 2021. And what are we going to do in 2022? What, what kind of Christian do we want to be in, in 2022? What kind of marriage do we want to have in 2022? What kind of what kind of service do we want to do for the Savior in 2022? You know, anything in life that is worthwhile is hard. That's why a lot of people don't do anything worthwhile. A lot of people float through life and they don't accomplish anything great, not because they don't have opportunity, it's because it's hard. People that are successful, it's hard. If it was easy, everybody would be successful. It's, it's hard to have a good marriage. Uh, he, uh, brother, it was, I was talking with Brother Ray, and he was, he was saying, he said, you know, I, uh, I had mentioned to our people, he said, you know, uh, when, when I got saved, I didn't realize that being a Christian was going to be hard. Living for the Lord is, is hard. Having a good marriage, it's hard. And, and it's something we have to work at. And so when we look at Christmas and we, or we look at uh, our Christian life, you know, what are we going to do with Christ? That's, the, that's the, greatest, the greatest decision that any of us are going to make. What are we going to do with the Lord? And so we're going to look at three different things tonight about what are we going to do with Christ, the Christmas choice. Number one, receive Him. Receive Him. John 1.12, but, re- uh, but as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. And so the greatest thing that a person can do with Christ, that decision, what am I going to do with the Lord, is receive Him. Accept Him as your Savior. That's the, that's the greatest thing. But that is just the starting point. Salvation is so much more than being saved. It's so much more than, uh, than it, it is when uh, just getting started. I remember when we first got married, and I thought, man, I love this lady with all my heart. And I look back at that love, and it's like, uh, I look back at my love when we first got married, and I'm like, man, I was so, my love was so self-centered. My love was so selfish. Uh, my, my love was... I didn't feel like it at the time, but I look at it now as though my love was so shallow. 
And, and compared to now, it is completely, it's still selfish, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's definitely, it has deepened. And, and that relationship, the relationship with the Lord, uh, it's, you get saved, and that's just the beginning. That is that new birth. You're born into the family of God. You're a child of God, and that will never change. But what, we, what are we going to do with Christ? We need to, first of all, receive him. Uh, he said in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Uh, why did he do that? He did that so people could receive him. Uh, so the whole world could receive him. He knew that not everybody would, but he knew that you would. He knew that I would. And that's, that's pretty amazing to think that God could see me. He would know that I was going to be a child of God. So we need to receive him. Uh, Jesus, we see him as Savior. Uh, Romans 5.1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Uh, so we, we want to receive him. Uh, receive Jesus as Savior, but not just receive Jesus as Savior, receive Jesus as Lord. And there's a difference. Now, there's a doctrine that is called uh, lordship salvation. Now, lordship salvation states that if Jesus is not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. And that uh, if Jesus is not Lord of your life, then he is not your Lord and Savior. And salvation is tied to you yielding to the Lord. Now, uh, because we love him, we should yield to him. But we don't have to yield to him as merit of our salvation. There is nothing that we can do that would merit or earn our salvation. And with that same thing, there is nothing that we could do that would cause us to forfeit our salvation. So uh, Lordship Salvation uh, tells us that you have to uh, make the Lord Lord of everything in your life for you to be saved, uh, and that is not the case. But Jesus should be the Lord of you, and he should be the Lord of the saved because they are saved. Because we have accepted Christ, we should accept him as our Lord. Go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. We look here at some of the things that the Lord has done for us, and with that, it should cause us to have a heart uh, that is yielded to Him. So we should, should receive Him. We should receive Him first uh, as Savior. We should receive Him secondly as our Lord. Philippians 2.8, the Bible says, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and hath given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now here when he is saying work out your salvation, he is not saying work to merit and earn your salvation. He is saying that because you are saved, you're supposed to allow the Lord to work in and through you and that your salvation should come out. It shouldn't be something that's hid. It should not be something that is, uh, that is just a, uh, something that we've accepted. It should also uh, come out 
out. Uh, we should be living in such a way to will and to do of his good pleasure, not our good pleasure. Look again with me uh, at verse number 11. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Uh, he is Lord. And, you know, whether, uh, whether we accept Him or whether we choose to follow Him and, and choose to yield ourselves to Him or not, does not change His being Lord. But it does change me. He's Lord whether I follow him, him or whether I don't follow Him. He's, he's Lord whether I accept Him or whether I reject Him. He's, he's Lord. And that is not going to change. But is He Lord in my life? Is, am I receiving Him as Lord? So we need to receive Him. Uh, so we see here in John 3, we see that uh, there is the, the choice to receive Him. There's also the choice to reject Him choice to reject. Uh, Mark 12, uh, the Bible says, and ye have not read this scripture, the stone which the builders rejected is become the head of the corner. Uh, the Lord was rejected, and he was rejected by his own. He was rejected uh, by the nation of Israel as a whole. But, but uh, with that, people choose to reject Jesus all the time. There is, there is no neutrality with the Lord. Have you ever tried to be neutral in politics? Christmas time comes along, Thanksgiving time comes along, and people start talking about politics, and uh, people start talking about maybe even sports. Uh, you know, Dallas Cowboys, come if they come up, I mean, there's no way to be neutral. Either people love Dallas or they hate Dallas. There's really no in-between with Dallas. Uh, I personally hate Dallas. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, you have, you have that, there's no neutrality in some things. When it comes to politics, when it comes to Christ, there's no neutrality. You either, you either love him or hate him. You either are going to receive him or you're going to reject him. And to not receive him is to reject him. Or a decision to not receive Christ is a decision to reject Christ. And we want to, we want to make it, well, you know, I'm just not ready at this time. Not ready at this time is saying I'm rejecting the Lord. We don't know how many, how many times, how many opportunities a person will have to receive the Savior. Uh, I got saved the very first time I heard the gospel. I had zero Bible knowledge. Uh, I had no understanding. Uh, I just knew when he opened up the Bible and started telling me that I was a sinner, yeah, I know, got that one, I'm there. Uh, he told me that there was a condemnation for that sin and that I was going to spend eternity without God in a place called hell. I already knew that. He, he asked me, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? No, I'm not going to heaven. I, I knew for sure I was not going to go to heaven. And, and there, was, there was just no doubt in my mind. And then he, he shared with me the fact that I could know and that Jesus Christ wanted to save me. Uh, I had an opportunity, I had a choice. Am I going to accept him? Am I going to receive him? Or am I going to reject him? I'm so glad I received him. Now, since that time, there has, there has been 
a lot of decisions, and sometimes there have been decisions to where, it, not for salvation, that area has, been, uh, has already been established, but there are times when, when I didn't follow him, and I should have. I was, I was rejecting his leadership in my life. I was rejecting his lordship in my life, and that's not where we want to be. We don't want to be rejecting the Savior. We have accepted him for salvation, but that does not mean that we haven't rejected him when it comes to lordship in our life. Uh, Jesus should be Lord in our life. For the believer, he should be the one that's calling the shots. He should be the one that is making the decisions. He is the one that should choose the direction of our life, uh, choosing what we do and what we do not do. He gives us a lot of levity within his word to make decisions, but we should allow him to, to make those choices in our life. But the Lord was rejected. Go back to John chapter 3, verse 18. John 3, 18. The Bible says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Uh, the Lord is just breaking it down. Why is it that people reject him? Because they don't want the light. They don't want the light. They don't want, they don't want to yield themselves. They don't want to give themselves to one who is going to expect that a life is changed. You know, when we when we go out and share the good news of the gospel with people, well, you know, uh, I got to get this fixed in my life and this fixed in my life, and then then I'll accept the Lord. And it doesn't work that way. Uh, we don't have to change anything to get saved. But once we get saved, we change everything. He said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. So uh, these are the things that happen. Uh, John three thirty six. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. What do we see? We see that rejection. Uh, and, when, and when we reject Christ, that wrath of God is on us. So we see, uh, first of all, what are we going to do with the Lord? Uh, we have to, uh, it, we are going to either receive him or we're going to reject him. John 10, uh, go to, or Matthew 10, I'm sorry, Matthew 10, verse 32. We'll read verse 32 and 33. Matthew 10, 32 and 33. The Bible says, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. And, and as I was saying before, Jesus is not neutral. And we can't be neutral with Jesus. We, we make a decision. Uh, we either going to re receive him or we're going to reject him. We'll receive him for salvation or we will reject him for salvation. We will receive him as being our Lord or we will reject him as being our Lord. But there is no in-between uh, with that. So we see, first of all, uh, we have to receive him. Uh, we see that you can receive him. It's a choice. Uh, we can reject him. That's a choice. Uh, but then, thirdly, 
uh, we can release, release, uh, relinquish, if you would, uh, our will to his will. That relinquishing of our will to his will. Uh, go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. I've already quoted it. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Now when you look at the, the doctrine of lordship salvation, I can see. I can see why somebody would say that if the Lord is not, if He is not Lord of your life, then you're not saved. I can, I can see in my mind, I can understand why somebody would, would believe that way. Now, I'm thankful that God doesn't believe that way, and He has been very clear in that. Uh, but uh, I, I can understand that in my own mind. And you look at it, Second uh, Corinthians 5, uh, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That word creature is creation. He is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become uh, new. And, you know, uh, for us to see somebody's, somebody's faith, we've got to see it. That's where you look at uh, the book of, of James. And James said, he said, show me your faith by without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Faith without works is dead being alone. And uh, being justified in the sight of man is where uh, we look at somebody's life. We look at their actions, whether or not they are saved or unsaved. That's where we get confidence in their testimony of salvation. But God looks at our, uh, our salvation uh, by faith. He looks at it as Romans tells us uh, that it's by faith. And so uh, he, he looks at it completely different than we do. But when, when a person gets saved, the expectation... It's not that that not just that we got a, a get out of jail free card. Do you remember playing Monopoly, and you get the jet, get out of jail free card? Deb, do you remember playing Monopoly and getting that? She, you remember me cheating? Okay, uh, she hates that game. Uh, and so uh, anyway, uh, the, the get out of jail free card. And you know, heaven is not a get out of jail free card. Salvation is not a get out of jail free card. It's not just get saved and then live whatever life I want to live. Uh, salvation, the expectation for a saved individual is that just out of, out of a heart of gratitude, they would submit themselves to the Lord. Not out of debt, but out of love. You know, God doesn't guilt us to serve Him. He loves us. And, and with his love, he wants us to love him back. And since we love him, we want to serve him. Since I love this lady right here, I want to do things for her. Since I love my family, I want to do things for them. Since I, I love the Lord, I want to do things for him. And that ought to be the case for us as well. Uh, when the Lord, if we are going to release our will or relinquish our will to His will, submitting ourselves, allowing Him to be Lord of our life, what we'll find is that uh, we are stepping back and saying, okay, Lord, what do you want in this situation? 
You know, there are times when I want to do something and he doesn't give me the green light. There are times when I want to do something, but that's not what he wants. I remember years ago, uh, it was, I don't know, 2017, 2015 in there somewhere. Um, I was an assistant pastor and I was like, Lord, I want to pastor. And it was just eating me up. I was wanting to pastor. I was wanting to go. And I went to Brother Mingy and I said, uh, Pastor, I, I, need, I need a few days off. And I went and uh, had, a, had a cabin and I uh, fasted and prayed for several days and, uh, and just seeking the Lord on that. And I came back and, uh, and with that, uh, met with Brother Mingy and he said, well, what did the Lord tell you? I said, he didn't give me a green light. I'm here. And uh, kept on serving, kept on serving, kept on serving. Uh, and then in 2010, the Lord gave me a green light. And the, the day that uh, we had planned to go in to let Brother Mingy know that I uh, felt like God wanted me to resign as an assistant pastor and to uh, start seeking out a pastorate, I was walking out of my office to go into his office, and I got a phone call from Brother Mutchler and said, Hey, uh, there's a church down here in California, and I just gave them your, your or down, no, it was Oregon first. Uh, and so uh, there, was, there was this whole process uh, that the Lord had worked through and, and uh, walked into the office, talked to Brother Mingy. He said, oh, you were ready 10 years ago to, to leave. And I said, well, the Lord wasn't ready for me to leave 10 years ago. You know what? If I had left earlier, I would not be here. Our decisions in submitting to the Lord, we can forfeit so much of what He wants in our life. And if we're not submitting to Him, what we can find is that we are, we are putting ourselves in a position uh, to make decisions that He doesn't want us to make. Uh, we see that we are to relinquish our will uh, to His will. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, Matthew 28. And we'll look at verse 16 through 20. Matthew 28, the Lord has already been crucified. Uh, he has already risen again. Uh, and now he is appearing uh, a week after uh, to the disciples here. Uh, Matthew 28, verse 16. Uh, he says, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The Lord had a right to tell these disciples what they should be doing. And the reason he had a right wasn't just because he had purchased their salvation, it was because he was Lord. 
And because he was Lord, he had the ability, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And the Lord is standing there saying, there is nobody greater uh, than me. And you, when I tell you that this is what I want you to do, the expectation was them, for them just to follow, just for them to submit, uh, for them to allow him to be Lord in their life. And so uh, we need to just sort of ask ourselves, am I allowing him to be Lord or am I Lord? That's an honest question. And it's not a question that we ask ourselves once. It's a question we have to keep reflecting back in our own life. We have to look at what are we doing? How are we living? What is my focus what am, what am I endeavoring to accomplish? Where does the Lord's will fall into this? And, and if we're not allowing that honest equation, we can tell ourselves that we are following the Lord and just following our own inhibitions and our own plans. But because of who the Lord is and because of what He has done, we should submit ourselves to Him. It was May 21st, 1946, and... Uh, in Los Al Alamos, there was a, a young scientist that was carrying out a necessary uh, 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 experiment in preparation for an atomic test. Uh, he, was in this, uh, he was in this lab, and there were seven other people that were in the lab with him, and this, uh, this uh, uh, experiment was uh, for an atomic test that was going to be uh, conducted over the uh, uh, the waters of the South Pacific, uh, and uh, he had a, he had uh, 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 successfully accomplished this experiment many times before, and he was going to be taking uh, he was trying to determine how much of the U two thirty five chemical uh, was necessary for a chain reaction. And uh, the scientists called this critical mass when the chain reaction was about to take place. And uh, so he had pushed two hemispheres of uranium together. And just as the mass would uh, begin to go into critical mass uh, and have a reaction, uh, he was supposed to separate them uh, to stop it. Well, his his instrument slipped off and and when it came together the flash inside this lab was unbelievable it wasn't an explosion uh, but there was this blue haze that went through this whole lab and, and he took with his own hands very selflessly grabbed a hold of this uranium and split the two uh, uh, hemispheres apart and in doing so uh, he became very sick while he was waiting everybody got out of that lab and while he was waiting uh this young uh young scientist louis uh Sloten was his name uh he was telling the other scientists that were there you'll be okay but i will not and nine days later he died of radiation poisoning and his his fast response to grab a hold of that, that mass that was there that was going to kill everybody, his, his choice, that decision, saved the lives of those other seven individuals. You know what? That's what the Lord did. He came down and he looked at the condition that sin is having on mankind. 
And he grabbed a hold of it and said, I'll take care of this myself so everybody else can be free. And with that, you and I, just out of a heart of gratitude, we said we should not just accept him as our Savior, we should allow him to be Lord in our life. Him to be the one that we come to with our decisions. Him to decide who we're going to marry, who we're going to date. Him to decide what direction we are going to follow in a career path. Him to decide who we're gonna, uh, uh, where we're going to live and if we're going to buy a house or where we're going to buy a house. What ministry we're going to serve in. What area we're going to serve him with. It ought to be that all of us have just a heart of gratitude to, toward the Lord that we're going to just allow him uh, to be the one to make the choices in our life. And he wants to lead us and guide us because of what Christ did, uh, because we are in Christ, because we are a new creature, a new creation. Uh, we should have a new Lord. We should have a new master, and it should be the Lord Jesus. Uh, how could we not serve him? How could we not submit to him as a child of God? And that's, that's as we look here, it's a choice. What am I going to do with Christ? I've already maybe you've already received him as your savior, but that's not the only decision of what we're going to do with Christ. That decision is made every day when we get up. Are we going to talk to him or are we not going to talk to him? That decision is made every day. Are we going to allow him to talk to us? If I was walking through the house and Deb started talking to me and I started doing this, I'm getting the look right now, just, uh, just joking about it. I'd be in trouble. But how often do we go through our day and we don't, we don't allow him to speak to us? We don't open his word. We don't stop our, our own desires long enough to say, Lord, what do you want to talk to me about today? If you use one of the RU journals, there's a place in there when it comes to prayer requests, a place for your praises, and it, and it says pause, asking the Lord, Lord, what do you want to be praised about today? And sit there and listen. He'll tell you. I don't know how many times as I would pause just to listen to what he wanted me to praise him about. And I'd find areas that I had never thought about to praise the Lord about. You sort, we can get into a routine in our Christian life, can't we? We just go through the motions. And that's not how it's supposed to be. And so we want him, uh, we want, uh, since, since we are a child of God, since he is our Savior, we should serve him. Since he is our Savior, we should submit to him. Uh, since he is our Savior, we should surrender. Uh, either we're going to receive or reject the Lord Jesus. Uh, but when we receive him, uh, we should willingly release our will to his will, our ways to his ways, our walk to his walk, uh, and the Christmas choice. Uh, if, you have, uh, if you have not received the Lord, receive him today. Don't reject him another day. 
If you have received him, then are we yielding ourselves? Are, are we relinquishing our will to his will? Uh, releasing our will to his will? Let's, let's let the Lord be the Lord in our life. We're not a very good Lord. We're not a very good Holy Spirit. And we need to allow Him. We need to stop and just let God be God in our life. And I'm sure that He'll do a lot better driving than we do. He knows, he knows all the things that are going to bring hurt and heartache into our life. He knows the things that He wants to take us in and through to help sharpen us, strengthen us, build us. But he also knows what will destroy us. And we need to just allow God to be God in our life. A Christmas choice. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for uh, just being a wonderful Savior. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us as we uh, think about just these passages. I'm Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.